What is good, everyone? Thank you for joining me for episode two of Criação. I'm super excited to get into the show today with my very special guest and friend, Hannah Gray Chambers. Hannah is a black queer individual who is just trying to figure it out like everyone else. She's currently pursuing her master's in higher education and leadership studies while furthering, further exploring her charism or unique gift to the world of being a vessel for healing. I'm a super proud East Coaster who all of a sudden is on the West Coast, and so I was very lucky to have met Hannah at my previous job, which you'll hear more about in the episode. She's been a very important member of my small San Diego community, so I just wanted to make sure that I gave her a proper introduction before jumping into the show. As a reminder, if you would like to support my work, please head on over to patreon.com slash or C-R-I-A-C-A-O and become one of my patrons to get exclusive poetry perks. And there are other ways to support my work if you'd like, and that information can be found in the show notes. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to episode two of Cria Sound. Thank you so much again for listening. If you're listening right now to episode two, uh, it's hard to believe it's already been a week since I recorded or released the first episode. But yeah, I just want to give a quick moment to give some shout outs before I even get into my episode. But uh, I want to give some shout outs specifically to my very first patrons who I'm just so honored that I even have patrons right now after the first episode. So shout out to my friend Mitchell, Nick, uh, and Cesar. Thank you so much for being my patrons. And please let me know which poems you'd like me to send you in the mail so I can uh, start getting on that for you. So... This month, uh, we are celebrating Black History Month, um, and the intro song that you heard just right now, which I do not own the rights to, okay, is uh, Cesaria Evora. Um, that song is called Angola, and uh, Cesaria Evora is a Cape Verdean artist who, um, she actually didn't reach fame until her late 40s, and she was actually an orphan as a kid, but won a Grammy in 2003, an incredible Cape Verdean artist the song is also in Portuguese and um, just want to give a bit of a highlight to important black women that you should definitely know about and I feel very humbled uh, and excited to be able to celebrate Black History Month on this uh, on this medium and on this platform so in celebrating Black History Month I also want to give a really big thank you to my guest on the show this episode Hannah Gray Chambers, welcome to the show, Hannah Chambers. <laughs> Gratitude, hello. How does it feel to have a last name that makes sense on its own? You think it makes sense? Yeah. But you have to, as someone who has a unique name, Gray Chambers, Chambers, I feel like 
can be gray. Okay. Right? So okay. it makes sense. I've never thought sense. of that. <laughs> never thought of it like that. I just think sometimes it's a hassle to have so many letters. But it's a really good last name. It is a really good last name. Um, And it feels great. I have my mother's maiden name and mm. my father's last name, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Um, yeah. Like, my father's not in my life, but I think it's kind of cool because I'm the only Gray Chambers. So. This is true. I'd never heard that last name. And I kid you not, when I first heard you announce your name, because... Mm-hmm. I met you <laughs> yeah. in a presentation type setting. Um, I immediately thought that, that was such a cool last name. Everyone says that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so, Hannah, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, the reason why I have Hannah on the show is because, uh, as you know, last episode I talked a little bit about what or the outline or the structure of how the ep- the podcast episodes are going to be. And it's going to be me performing a poem that I've written and then talking a lot about or talking well yeah talking a lot about the story behind the poem and you know why I wrote it and when I wrote it and all these things and Hannah for this particular poem is the impetus to why I wrote this poem to begin with so I don't know Hannah do you want to talk a little bit first or should I just read the poem and then we talk about it after it's whatever you want it's your show what are you feeling I feel like I should just read the poem. All right. And, and then we, we talk about it a bit Let's after. get into it then. Bye. All right. So I want to give a little bit of a poetry disclaimer. So all the poetry performed and recorded on this podcast is my original work, unless otherwise noted. And my poetry in any form, text, audio snippets, etc., in full length, excerpts, or otherwise, cannot be shared without my permission. However, you may share my podcast episodes as you'd like. So... Please respect my work. Um, I really feel flattered if you want to share my work in any way. If you'd like to share my work, go on ahead and share the podcast episode. I feel like that's the most, that's the easiest way to share my poems and any of my other work. But if you just want like a written copy of my poem or something like that, just reach out to me and I'd be happy to figure out how I get that to you. All right. So here we go. Coming in, getting into the poem. So once again, in celebration of Black History Month, The name of this poem is called, Have You Thanked a Black Woman Today? Thank you, Hannah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that. Have you thanked a black woman today? I'll wait. Have you thanked a black woman today for their presence on this campus, at home, in your life? Because if you really understood what it took for black women to be here, you'd realize that showing up has never been a thoughtless action, but a ceaseless act of resistance. A deliberate carving out of previously non-existent space. A literal parting of oceans that has made way for hundreds. Have you thanked a black woman today? For the new slang you're excited to appropriate with your friends that you claim as your own. Words that now have been stretched out onto t-shirts, carved into pencils, flattened out onto notebooks. My 2020 agenda so lit. Words meant to form community, now exploited with the material things sold to disconnect us from ourselves. I don't think you've thanked a black woman today. 
at least certainly not enough. Not for the songs you scream along to when you're drunk in love. Not for the dance moves you try to impress your crush with. Not for the expressions you lean on when you find yourself speechless when you're feeling a type of way. Black women have thought of everything. Mm -hmm. And have we thanked her for that? Thanked her for inventing central heating, which y'all you use even in San Diego. Hashtag Alex H. H. Parker. Thank you. For launching our ass into space. Hashtag Katherine Johnson. Thank you. For the poetry you love and quote. Hashtag Audre Lorde. Hashtag Maya Angelou. Thank you. For the footnote on intersectionality in your dissertation and your life. Hashtag Kimberly Cranshaw. Thank you. For the right she fought for on your behalf, hashtag Fannie Lou Hamer. Thank you. For the movements you have finally come around to stand behind, hashtag Stonewall Riots, Marsha P. Johnson. Thank you. For all the wisdom, for the knowledge, for the art, the music, the leadership, the liberation, for the love, black women have saved us. Black women have saved us. No human is perfect, but there's such a thing as black girl magic, and we've been graced by it too many times, been transformed by it too many times, been lifted by it too many times to not give thanks to black women every day. Lord knows all the gratitude that they deserve. Amen. Bye-bye. <laughs> so that is... An original poem called Have You Thanked a Black Woman Today? So, Hannah, let's talk a little bit about this poem, <laughs> shall okay. we? Yeah. Well, just as a backup, Hannah, do you want to tell the story about how we met? I mean, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. This is how this all leads up to why this I wrote is, the poem. Um. So, I think it was at a Safe Space Allies training. Yes. Yeah. Which, for our listeners who have no idea yeah, what that so, is. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, do we just say the university and stuff? I don't know. Um, maybe we keep the university okay. out of it for now. So, at the school that I work at, um, where we met, I'm a part of a... I'm like, what is it? It's a voluntary group called the Rainbow Educators, and we do um, various trainings um, around workshopping about lgbtq plus one-on-one safe space allies training so making sure that um our faculty and staff member or even students are well equipped to kind of serve those in the lgbt plus community so genesis was at this training <laughs> it's a funny story actually so um i was just like oh that girl's kind of cute whatever and i think during the during the training i had to tell my coming out story and um, I think at the end of the training, you came up to me and was like, wow, like, I just really resonate with your story. And I would just like to connect. Like, so if we can go get coffee or something, so I'm like, oh, like, we can go get a beer, you know, because I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to fill something out. And then you're like, oh, I don't drink beer. And I was like, OK, like, coffee's fine. So I gave you my number. And that's just kind of where it started from there. And I think... It was a while because I think like mm. I think it was like a month or something because I didn't realize you just started there. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like a month. So I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm not going to hear from her. But you did reach out. And then we went to the living room to, yeah. um, and we just talked for like hours. Yeah. Um, and your story is just so astonishing. Like being in Spain and 
in Madrid and Portugal, like being abroad and then coming here and just doing all that you've done at the age that you're at. And I'm just like, like am I doing you know but (laughs) so you're trying to get this degree you know but like um which is great too but I think I think it sparked from there and then I realized what really brought us together was like the start of a wonderful friendship and like I feel like so much time has went by but not that much so yeah I that's where it started there yes it did yes it did thank she wrote yes (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I, man, Hannah has been just this optimal and important, crucial uh, member of my very tiny community in San Diego. And when we met, we definitely connected immediately. And then all of a sudden, Hannah's like, we're going to go do this and you should go to that. And like, let's do this. And through Hannah, I met a lot of different people and did a lot of different things. And one of the things in particular was... (laughs) when I first of all I was very I was new to this job and this campus and so all of a sudden Hannah was like oh there's a black is beautiful night oh yeah on campus yeah. and I was like that's awesome I want to go and then Hannah's like uh what'd you say to me I think you just said I don't know if you told me no I was like could you perform yes because see you know how everyone's kind of a lurker so I, like, looked you up after I met you and found out you did poetry. So I was like, okay. So, like, when you tell me you did, I, like, tried to play it off. But I knew. I mean, in full disclosure, everyone does that. So, but um, I think it was funny because I ran it by my boss. And they're like, oh, like, oh, Genesis is low-key famous. Like, and I was like, yeah, that. Uh, but I think, I think it was important because I knew the power and like the soul that you have behind your words and I needed more performers and I think it's important to have space for allies to indicate and show the perspective um, that they see of black people and they're beautiful so I think it was very important for you and I'm glad you did it I know you struggled because you were like, and I was like, girl, like, you could even recite a poem. You don't even have to write one. Because I know my boss was being particular about wanting it to be about Black people. And you were very receptive to that. You said, no, it should be. Um, and I remember you went to the cafe the day before. You, like, took the morning off or something like that. And um, I came and picked you up. And, like, you just finished writing it. And you said it to me in the car before we went to work. And I was just so captivated. And I was like, see, I knew you could do it, you know? (laughs) So I think I'm a firm believer in pushing and challenging people within their limits and boundaries. But, like, seeing the potential of something that's really great. And it turned out to something that was really beautiful and really touched a lot of people at the event. Yeah, I was. So that was the thing. Like, when Hannah asked me, to perform, I felt 110% uncomfortable taking up that space because, you know, yes, I, I'm Latina and um, I identify as such, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm a white Latina. And I was just like, I cannot go up there and, you know, take up space in my white Latinaness. Like, at least that's what I felt. I was like, you know, the, the whole point of the night was, you know, Black is Beautiful Night and celebrating Blackness. So I felt that I could not go up there and not have it center blackness and so you know and then it, i mean i had what a week 
or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but we but she did in a few hours. So <laughs> I mean, anything well, could happen. I know, but I was like, I remember thinking about what okay i was like in my head i was already like there's no way i'm going to be able to write a poem about blackness an experience i know absolutely nothing about especially in the time that i have right Mm -hmm. and then it was and then i remember thinking about what poem i would have i was going to perform anyway like if i were to you know decide to do it and then i don't remember we were just in the car talking about it in this process of telling you there's no way I can take up that space. Da, 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 da. But you're given the space. In, like I know, but immediate but immediately the wheel started turning. Okay. And I was like, what you said I think really hit the nail on the head. Where it's sort of like, what is our perspective? What are our allies' perspective of blackness? And mm-hmm. like that was like what came natural to me, obviously, is like, cause you know, cause there's such a fine line, right? It's sort of like I could go up there and like pretend I know what I'm talking about, but ultimately all I know is is my experience, you know, and how I've engaged and responded to the black community, right? And mm-hmm. one of the ways was, yeah, just being in complete awe of black women, mm-hmm. right? And that that was like the, just the angle, I think, that came most naturally to me and was so, it was so powerful. And I will say it was powerful for me too, to be able to go up there and, and just give gratitude, like just be grateful and share gratitude but i was oh my goodness i my knees were noodles <laughs> like i'm not kidding my legs when Don't i went up there <laughs> i was so nervous and when i finished <laughs> reading just imagine like you know i'm in a in a in a black space and i'm like this could easily go like terribly mm-hmm. you know um but i was just so grateful that it was received well and but I think it has to do with what you said. It's like it's not it's not me speaking for anybody. It's mm-hmm. me from my identity talking about, you know, my gratitude. And I think that that oof, but when I walked off that stage, oh, I could not feel my legs. I almost wanted to puke. It was great. I was such a proud mom recording. <laughs> I was like, yes, like I did that. And like, I did I helped her, you know. You totally did. Yeah. And I had I, I definitely gave you a shout out because I was like I would have never even had because another thing it was for me too was like I wanted to put myself out there in in just even our campus community because I was new and didn't know anybody and mm-hmm. so everyone was like who's that <laughs> um, and the great thing about that too was um, when I went to Tokyo in January with my students for one of our study abroad programs two of the students came up to me at one of my pre departure meetings and was like oh, you were the girl, you're the woman who performed at Black is Beautiful Night. And I was like, oh, you were there. Like, I felt, I was so happy that there were some students who saw me in that space Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, yeah, like, she's passionate about these things. And And I think that's important, especially, like, working in university settings. Like, Mm. how do you really embody your individualism or stay true to your originality and your uniqueness and while being in an institution mm-hmm. and I think that was important like you're young yes you work there but you like to have fun and you have some things to say so I think I thought it was a great opportunity and you really helped me out so I was just like <laughs> thank you and I'm like don't worry like Genesis is going to be great you know and I yeah. wouldn't let you get up there saying some things that were problematic and but you don't yeah. I don't think you say problematic things so I think you'll be fine. Thank you. But I also appreciate you uh, letting me run it by you first because I was like, let me read this to you because oh, maybe absolutely. I'm really way off the yeah. mark here. But yeah, well, what was it like to hear the poem? 
I think what I'm most amazed about is just the process of how effortlessly you can put words together. And I, I know you're like, it's not effortless. That's how you're thinking. Like, oh, wow. But like, just the process of what creation of poetry looks like. And I, and it's like the ability to take clients. So it's like, hey, like, I need you to do this. And you did it. So that speaks to like your versatility. But I think when I first heard it, I was just so blown away because you were texting me, stressing out about it. I'm like, girl, just sit down and write. Like, there's nothing I can really do. I'm just asking you to do this, you know. But mm. um, I think I was just really blown away and captivated. And I think part of it is also hearing names mm. about people that I didn't even know about. You know, and we can have a whole conversation <laughs> about how society and all that. But I'm not going to do that to you. But I think... Um, there is a strong lack of access to black history. Um, so we have to be, well, not have to be, but we're subjected to just what we're told, um, which is slavery, which is not my history. It's an interruption of my history. Mm. So really recognizing that. But I think that's something that was very powerful is highlighting different names of women, I think, too. that I feel strongly about that, too, because... I look at black women from a celebratory perspective and how they are the strongest people on this earth and have contributed to so much in society, but are continuously overlooked and silenced in ways that are just ridiculous. But um, just kind of being able to highlight that and share history and even be representative of folks that are in the LB LGBTQ plus community. So I think it was very well articulated and thought out in that way. And I have much gratitude for that. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, when I thought, I mean, for me, a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there are themes throughout my poetry. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's repetition. There's almost like a lot of my poems, my spoken word pieces start with a, like a declaration. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that I come from my mother. <laughs> my favorite one. Shout out to mommy, mommy gang. <laughs> I love that one. I, that, I'm so excited to to perform that one on the on the podcast and um, have my mom be present with me when I do that. But that's for a later later episode. You just got a sneak peek. But it comes from like a declaratory declaratory statement or declaration. Um, and so when you and I were talking, like that thing, just that have you thanked a black woman today? Like that question mm -hmm. just kept kind of repeating itself over and over again and like mm -hmm. what all that means and one of my favorite lines in the poem is that black women have thought of everything girl that one threw me out you know <laughs> it, it's it's finally like it's like getting the credit we finally deserve and like for you to be able to see that because a lot mm. of people don't see that or how much they've appropriated or co-opted like black women or this notion that it's okay for everyone else to be us, but not us to be ourselves. And I feel like there's a large, there's starting to be more of a rise in liberation and empowerment of Black women. And I'm excited for it. Yes. So I'm glad that you were able to kind of see that and like, let people know. Like, it's true. Literally think of, you literally can sit here and think of, everything like just anything you know how you interact with your daily lives like mm -hmm. and i and i use the examples i specifically use because you know i've seen it i've done it 
people in like Latinx Latinx community as well, mm-hmm. you know, using certain slang terms or um, the LGBT community and like just Beyonce, you know, mm-hmm. like straight up like just that, right? Mm-hmm. And that already is like wow. There's so many things that. The, the way in which even the little things like language, mm-hmm. like that term, just the expression, I feel a type of way. It blows my, I'm about to get out this little baby booster seat I'm on right now. Walks out the room. <laughs> yeah. That phrase in and of itself, like that is something so simple that facilitates a tremendous amount of just how we exist in the world Mm -hmm. to be able to be like i feel a type of way and that's all you have to say because there's the attitude well i don't want to say attitude but there's the emotion behind it that encompasses everything it just i could oof i'm like nerding out about language right now but in words but that even that expression i'm like wow you know this community has managed to like you just the creativity like just everything like Mm -hmm. music like you name it like literally you sit here and be like oh like how you navigated your day today Mm -hmm. you really went through there are receipts for for the majority or a lot or at least one of the things you did today Mm -hmm. that has that it is because of black women Mm -hmm. you know so um and yeah so that's exact that's why i felt like it just you just had to like how could you not you know yeah do you have a aside from the line i just said do you have uh another line or is there something else in the poem that stood out to you or another line that's embodied from black women like another word no no i just mean is there anything else about the poem or anything else you'd like to say about i think it's all like i Every time I hear it, I feel like I digest it a little bit differently. Mm. And just, um, I think the having your audience, like the call and response piece where you have them saying thank you is important. Because as a black woman, I need to also thank Mm. my predecessors and my ancestors. um, Because like you said, like there's certain things, like there's certain receipts for things every day that we, it goes unnoticed without the recognition and sometimes I don't have to think about that because I am a black woman. But also it takes, I have to express gratitude to those before me. Um, and I think also it's just, I just think it's a wonderful poem. Like it's so beautifully crafted and just, it's like practicing your allyship to get people on board and understanding like, nah, like y'all, y'all gonna have to thank a black woman today. And I think, Black women need to thank themselves, too. Mm. So I loved every bit of it. I love the conviction you speak with, mm. the soul you express. Got a little loud up in here. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That's fine, though. And I'm just wondering what what does that feel like for you when you're, you know, you were tasked to write a poem, yes, and you talked about the process of doing it. But what does it feel like when you recite a poem? What does it feel like? What does it feel like? What did it feel like to recite that poem? In this moment, I'm not talking about The mm. Black is Beautiful Night, but in this moment when you're speaking your words that you wrote and put together, what does it physically feel like? And what does it do for you? That's a really great yeah, question. You weren't ready for all that, was- huh? <laughs> it's my podcast now, y'all. <laughs> I'm asking the questions. No, I was <laughs> um, What does it feel like? Um, so... I write 
I want to say, if I were to divide my poems or into two categories, there's like the poems that I perform and the smaller micro poems that I like post on Instagram mm-hmm. that are kind of like my journal, like just little thoughts that I have. All of my spoken word poems um, that I perform just have, I think, had that level of conviction. It, it's almost as if my spoken word poems are like, there's been something I've been trying to say. And that you finally get to say and it. And I finally get to say it. And I feel like that's what I feel when I perform my poetry. The, the, the poems that I perform, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is the moment I've been waiting for mm-hmm. to be able to say this thing, you know? And what's interesting about this poem is that in some ways that it is also true. It's something that I just, I do feel you know, about black women is gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it was like just kind of a finally, like a place for me to say this and know that it, it's scary because it's like, I hope people don't think I'm just like pulling this out of my ass, mm-hmm. you know, and just being like, oh, for this event. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I did make it for this event, but I really mean what I say. And like performing it now, I can feel like the. Like, the, the the little tinglies of, like, wanting to cry. Okay. You know? And that's how, like, when I perform a poem about my mom. Anytime, because that's what, that's what those performative pieces are for me, is a release. Mm-hmm. It's cathartic. It's, um, and it's like, y- y'all need to hear this. You need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I need to be heard. And what I need to say needs to be heard. And the way that I'm about to say it needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. So, it feels all around exhilarating like I feel the adrenaline it's exciting some of my poems are more serious I also like poems that I have that ha- that are a bit funny as well it can be sarcastic in my poems and I really enjoy that as well because mm-hmm. I like I like the response of laughter from the audience and things like that mm-hmm. um but yeah it feels like it's just like finally like I just let it out there and it feels like I'm being heard you know mm-hmm. and as you know Genesis is always happy and positive all the time. So it's nice to be able to express a different emotion and have it be acceptable. Because a lot of the times, <laughs> a lot of the times it's like, I feel like I, you know, I am happy and positive all the time. And it becomes an expectation of me. It becomes like, oh, why is Genesis like in a mood today? Like she's never like this. And so feel like my poetry is a nice way where it's like I get to be angry I can be funny I can be sad I can be grateful I can be literally any emotion that I want to be or feel or you know portray or convey on stage and so yeah I could I mean I did almost cry Mm -hmm. performing at a black is beautiful night because that is I'm just like it's like I just need you to understand this thing Mm -hmm. and this thing is that we do not do enough for black women and I need people to really just, even if you just think about it, like after this poem, that's what I need you to leave with. I think that's passion. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's passion. And I think what a beautiful thing to have behind everything that you do, regardless of what emotion you're expressing. Mm. And I think that's important. I have one more question, though. I'm yes, sorry. please, please. You're going to be here for a little bit. Because <laughs> um, I know you write micro poetry. Yes. And you said that's along the lines of your journal. Yeah. So how do you feel sharing, like, because I've read some of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I don't know what's going on, baby. <laughs> but, you know, what does it feel like 
Because obviously you wouldn't share it if you didn't feel comfortable. But mm. what does it feel like sharing your personal thoughts, mm. I'm assuming, or personal experiences? And they're small. They're like, a yeah. few, they're like less than a haiku or something like that. <laughs> but what does that feel like? Yeah. When I share, when I share one of my micro poems on Instagram or, yeah, usually on Instagram, it's because even though obviously that micropoem is specific or it be, it came about because of a specific experience I had or thought process that I had, the ones that I share, I feel as though are ones that anybody could really relate to, mm-hmm. you know, are ones that I think are, you know, you know, I'm claiming a, uni- a universal experience. Like mm-hmm. um, everyone has felt doubt or fear or like vulnerability or, heartbreak or love or like you know things like that and those are the ones that I want to share so in some ways it's almost not as vulnerable because in my head I'm like they have no idea Mm -hmm. why I'm writing this poem right Mm -hmm. no one knows what I experienced that made me write this thing Mm -hmm. so but I'm still sharing or being in community with people who read that poem because I can feel you know people are going to relate to this and it could be about something completely different but for some reason, the words that I chose or whatever makes them feel almost the same thing. Like we could be talking about work versus a relationship or a relationship to yourself and a relationship to other person, whatever. It, it could be two completely different experiences, but the words for some reason uh, resonate with you and make you feel a similar way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that's how I feel to share my micro poems. And it's nice. Sometimes my micro poems come from just like it was like a journal entry and then I just pick out, I like reread them, my mm-hmm. journal entries. And then I will pick out something. You're brave. <laughs> Some people don't go back and read their journal. I know I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, let me get this out and leave it. Yeah. But I think it's important. And I just, I think it's just amazing. Like your process. Really? The Kriyasam process? Yeah. Like I was going to say, you are creative and like, it's funny because, like, I feel like a lot of people on Instagram and stuff, you know, they don't realize the work that goes behind this stuff. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a cute page. And this person does micro poems and Chiquita poetry. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, and they repost it or, you mm-hmm. know, co-opt it, which, of course, you want people to resonate with it. Yeah. But it's just seen as this creative Instagram famous thing to people. Mm. But what an honor it is to know the person. Mm. That's true. The processes that go behind it, the passion and the life experiences that you hold. So I think, chill. If you make it, I you know, <laughs> which hey. you will, you will. Yes. Um. But no, I'm just. I have so much gratitude, um, for having you in my life as a really good friend. Thank you. Yeah. And gratitude back to you as well. Yeah, girl. Well, <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Hannah, thank you so much for being on the episode uh, this week. Yes, I'm hoping to record one more episode before the end of February. Thank you so much for being my first guest. Yes, gratitude. Yes, and thank you again because, you know, again, the poem that I wrote was, yes, I wrote it, but it would literally had not have existed had it not been for your existence in all seriousness so thank you so much and if you haven't thanked a black woman today you need to go do that 
They might look at you funny because they're going to be like, what the hell? (laughs) Just say thank you. (laughs) Just say thank you. Just say thank you. Another way you can thank black women is support uh, black creative women, support black local businesses. If you don't know what they are in your hometown, look them up. They exist. And also, um, in the show notes, I will include some other black artists. Um, Again, you know, Portuguese is my favorite language right now or what I'm trying to learn. So I will uh, give you names of some black uh, Portuguese language artists that you should also be listening to and get you on that uh, Portuguese music. All right. Thank you again so much for listening. And I guess I'll see you next time. Yes? All right. Ciao. Ciao.